Hey everyone, what's going on? And welcome back to an all new, brand new episode of Unknown Serial Killer. I know I've been gone for a really long time, but I promise I'm going to make it up to you with this crazy story that I'm about to tell you about this serial killer called Richard Chase. But before we get into that, if you miss any of the episodes, please go back and check them out because you don't want to miss anything. You don't want to miss any of these episodes because they're just that good. Also, viewer's discretion is advised because we are definitely talking about some violence, definitely talking about some murder, and most likely talking about some drugs. Without further ado, let's get started with talking about Richard Chase. Also, known as the Vampire of Sacramento. Richard Trenton Chase was born on May 23rd, 1950. He was a native of Sacramento, California. By the age of five, he exhibited evidence of all three parts of the McDonald tirade, a theory suggesting the, the development of violent psychopaths. In his adolescence, he was said to be a heavy drug user. Chase developed hypochondria as he matured. He often complained that his chest would occasionally stop beating or that someone had stolen his heart. He would hold oranges over his head, believing vitamin C would be absorbed by his brain via diffusion. Chase also believed that his cranial bones had became separated and were moving around, so he shaved his head to be able to watch this activity. After leaving his mom's house, believing she was attempting to poison him, Chase rented an apartment with friends. Chase's roommates complained that he was constantly under the influence of alcohol, marijuana, and LSD. Chase would also walk around the apartment nude, even in front of company. Chase's roommates demanded that he move out. When he refused, the roommates moved out instead. So... We're also like kind of a, a bad start, I guess. Like, this guy doesn't have any sense of, you know, other people being around or anything like that. So he's just like, whatever, I do what I want. Once alone in the apartment, Chase began to capture, kill, and disembowel various animals, which he would then devour raw sometimes mixing the raw organs with Coca-Cola in a blender and drinking the concoction. Chase believed that being that by ingesting the creatures, he was preventing his heart from shrinking. So you're just going to go around and just kill innocent animals just to eat their organs and blend them up just for your health issues. If that's the case, everybody would be doing that. Let's continue. Chase spent a brief time in a psychiatric ward in 1973. In 1976, he was involuntarily committed to a mental institution when he was taken to a hospital after injuring, injecting rabbit's blood into his veins. The staff nicknamed him Dracula because of his blood fixation. He broke the necks of two birds he caught through the institution window and drank their blood. He also extracted blood from a therapy dog with stolen syringes. 
Chase was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia after undergoing a battery of treatment involving psychotropic drugs. Chase was deemed no longer a danger to society, and later in 1976, he was released to his mother's custody. Chase's mother weaned him off his medications and got him his own apartment. He initially shared the apartment with roommates before all of them moved out, leaving Chase on his own. Later, investigations uncovered that in mid-1977, Chase was stopped and arrested on a reservation in Pyramid Lake, Nevada area. His body was smeared with blood and a bucket of blood was found in his truck. The blood was determined to be cow's blood and no charges were filed. So how did they know it was cow's blood? Did they do like a DNA testing or took some blood and, you know, compared it to something else? They just assumed? Anywho, let's keep going. On December 29th, 1977, Chase killed his first known victim in a drive-by shooting. The victim, Ambrose Griffin, was a 51-year-old engineer and a father of two. Two weeks later, he attempted to enter the home of a woman, but because her doors were locked, he walked away. Chase later told detectives that he took locked doors as a sign that he was not welcome, but unlocked doors were an invitation to come in. That still doesn't mean you're welcomed. And who will leave their doors unlocked? I understand if you feel like you live in a safe neighborhood that you feel like you can leave your doors unlocked. But even still, you have people like him walking around. So, no thanks. On one occasion, he was caught and chased chased off by a couple returning home as he pillared their belongings. He had also urinated and defecated on their infant child's bed and clothing. That's disgusting. On January 23rd, 1978, Chase broke into a house and shot Teresa Walling. She was three months pregnant at the time. He shot her three times. He then had sexual intercourse with her corpse while stabbing her with a butcher's knife. He then removed multiple organs, cut off one of her nipples, and drank her blood. He stuffed dog feces from Walling's yard down her throat before leaving. On January 27th, Chase entered the home of 38-year-old Evelyn Neroth. He encountered her friend, Danny Meredith, who, whom he shot with his 22 handgun. He then fatally shot Miroth, her six-year-old son, Jason, and her 22-month-old nephew, David, before mutilating Miroth, engaging in necrophilia and cannibalism with her corpse. A visitor's knock on the door startled Chase, who fled in Meredith's car, taking her nephew, David's body with him. The visitor alerted a neighbor who called police. They discovered that Chase had left complete handprints and shoe imprints in Miroth blood. Chase was arrested shortly afterwards. Police who searched Chase's apartment found that the walls, floor, ceiling, refrigerator, and all of Chase, Chase's eating and drinking utensils were soaked in blood. In 1979, Chase stood trial on six counts of murder. In order to avoid the death penalty, the defense tried to have him found guilty of second-degree murder, which would result in a life sentence. No, he needs to death penalty. I'm sorry. I don't normally agree with that, but in this situation, I, I do. The case, the case hints on Chase's history of mental illness and the suggestion that his crimes were not premeditated. On May 8, 1979, 
The jury found Chase guilty of six counts of first-degree murder and rejected the argument that he was not guilty by reason of insanity, sentenced him to die in the gas chamber. His fellow inmates, aware of the extremely violent and grisly nature of Chase's crimes, feared him and, according to prison officials, often tried to persuade Chase to commit suicide. Chase granted a series of interviews with Robin K. Resper, during which he spoke of his fear of Nazis and UFOs, claiming that although he had killed, it was not his fault. He had been forced to keep himself alive, which he believed any person would do. He asked Ressler to give him access to a radar gun with which he could apprehend the Nazi UFOs so that the Nazis could stand trial for the murders. What? This man sounds crazy, but... That's his angle of trying to get out of the death penalty. He thinks he's slick. He also handed Wrestler a large amount of macaroni and cheese, which he had been hoarding in his pants pocket, believing that the prison officials were in league with the Nazis and attempted to kill him with poison food. On December 26, 1980, Chase was found dead in his prison cell. An autopsy revealed that he had committed suicide with an overdose of prescribed medications. So initially, he wasn't really taking his medication. He was just hoarding it in his cell and just keeping a decent amount so he could finally just end it all. Because he knew if he would have stayed in jail, he would have been left alone with his inner thoughts. And those inner thoughts always overcome and takes over the person. And so he didn't want to be stuck with them. Or he just didn't want to die. He wanted to die on his own time. He took the coward way out. Well, thank you guys for joining me and listening to this crazy roller coaster of a story. I hope you guys learned a lesson today. Leave drugs alone. Drugs are bad. Um, so please don't do them or you might end up like Richard Chase. And like I always tell you guys, be nice to people because you never know who they kill. See you guys next week, and I promise I'll be back on time. Bye.